0: It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength, while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to Get Mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Aarons.
1: Hi everybody, Cecile Aarons here with Get Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you all are having a great week and staying strong and positive as always. Um, The topic for today is something that I'm really passionate about. And, you know, I have to be honest that when I started to really reflect and think about the things I wanna say about this subject, a ton of intense emotions came at me, you know, throughout the week. And I realized that the reason that was happening is because this is such a loaded subject for so many women in particular, and I really wanted to do it justice. And there was a lot of anger, you know, around, you know, the realization, the even deeper realization, because I spent a lot of time reflecting on it, of of the fact that we've just been, you know, violated in so many ways um, by the diet culture and by the the distorted um, beauty standards that society has uh, prescribed to us and how, how much of that we've internalized as women. So there was a while there that I thought, I don't even wanna talk about this, I'm too mad, you know? Um, but here we are, I got, I got through it, right? I worked through it. And so I wanna start by saying that I'm not an eating disorder expert. It's not my specialty area, but we touch upon it because I do work in the trauma field. You know, it ends up being kind of uh, the middle, the middle kind of stage of treatment where this stuff starts to show up for some people if they haven't, um, if they're not aware that they have an eating disorder or they weren't, you know, kind of ready to call it that, or they really just weren't ready to work on it. It eventually comes up in the trauma work. for for those who are struggling with it so i do have some experience in it i I just don't specialize in it right but today i'm really talking to you more beyond than just being a therapist really from just another woman's you know perspective and from a place of my womanhood and from a place of my personhood and really just want to tell you guys you know especially the ladies guys suffer from eating disorders and um Body image issues as well, but women's experiences, I think, can be more intense and unique, generally speaking. Um, so I'm really talking, you know, in solidarity with all the ladies out there who are struggling with some form of body image issue. And honestly, I don't know anybody, any woman in my circle, personal or professional, who hasn't expressed that to me um in one way shape or form right like it's so hard for us to have body like or body respect you know we're always looking at what's wrong with our bodies instead of all the ways that our bodies support us and function for us and do the things it's doing so that you can stay alive and you can experience what you're experiencing right? Like we just have such a distorted um, relationship with our bodies and I blame first and foremost, um, I think the, the main entity that's responsible for it outside of our f- personal family systems is society at large, right? So societal conditioning has a lot to do with the way we perceive ourselves and our bodies, you know, Um, how much, you know, advertisement is out there, um, calling us, right, inviting us, putting it in our faces, you know, at the grocery store, the magazines, on TV, on the radio, it's everywhere, how to lose weight how to look better, how to do this, how to have a flatter stomach. Here's the new, you know, exercise. Here's the new equipment. Here's the new diet. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And if you really pay attention, it's everywhere. And we have, as a society said, this is okay. This is okay. This is part of the free market and the way you know, free markets can operate, right? So it's been normalized to us to constantly look for faults within ourselves and our bodies. It's been normalized to us to constantly be discontent, right, and, you know, sometimes depressed, right, if you don't have a certain look or don't have a certain weight. Um, it's it That is the message that you need to change, your body, you need to change how you look, right? Because maybe then that's when you'll be finally happy or finally fill in the blanks, right? Whatever that means to you. So that these were the parts I was starting to get really upset about because when I really started paying attention to it even more, I just got upset about all the ways that women and people in general, but I'm gonna to refer to women more because statistically speaking, um, this kind of uh, affects us more, or those who identify as um, female. You know that when you really slow it down and start paying attention, there's just so much stuff out there, so much mess- messaging that constantly reminds us that we are not good enough. In this shape and form, somehow it's not okay. It's not good enough. You need to keep working more, dieting more, working harder. You know, you need to fit into a certain pair of jeans. You need to have bigger boobs. You need to have, I don't know, nicer a nicer butt. You need to lose fat around your belly. You need to lose weight. You need to not have wrinkles so much. You know, you need to have great hair. You need to have amazing teeth. You need to have great legs. I mean, God, you need to have no fat arm, right? Or no bra fat. Like it just goes on and on and on. And we have really internalized it to the point where, you know, some of us really don't question it. Unless you're in the eating disorder field, it's not something that people really it's not in our conscious minds right it is kind of now if we're really honest right more part of how we operate um and even more dangerous maybe sometimes a part of how we evaluate other people you know and make judgments about them and their choices and their you know lack of self discipline and this and that and that and this so thanks for letting me <laughs> go off on a on a big uh, venting session there. This is what I mean by I've had a lot of feelings about this. But the thing is it's all a big fat lie. All a big fat lie. And why do I say that? Because the the culture is basically lying to us and be, tricking us into believing that there is kind of a formula to get this body shape and type and size and look, right? That it's homogenizing us. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it means that there's one standard and we all have to um, subscribe to it and aspire towards it. That's the lie, is that that cannot be the case because medically speaking, we are all very different, you know? Our body type, our bone structure, our metabolism, how certain foods react, you know, to us um, in our bodies. There's so many variables to this. And that's why there's no one right way to do it, right? That's why you have so many different types of diets and exercise programs and this and that, like, there's a reason that it's a multi-billion dollar industry because A, not no one thing works, right, for everybody. It's not a one size fits all. B, a lot of times it's really not sustainable, okay? And C, because we're all so different, you know? And wouldn't it be nice if we just didn't even think about it anymore, right? like. Body acceptance, body like, body respect, which I'm going to talk about that a little later as to how to cultivate some of those things in your life, you know? So... Um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy, obviously. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm really talking about this distorted relationship with our bodies, distorted relationship with food and exercise. And maybe you don't have an eating disorder, but this is stuff that preoccupies you enough, you know, that starts to affect some of your like self talk and your self esteem. That's still harmful. You don't have to have an eating disorder for these things to hurt you um, and to limit some of you know your activities and your, the quality of your life, right? All because it's founded on a big fat lie and it's really um, uh, plugs into our vulnerability as women because we are conditioned to value ourselves largely based on how we look, right? Even though we are progressing so much, and that we are contributing so much more to society and we're becoming more actualized in many ways, there's still this thing, you know, about how we look and our weight that doesn't really just leave us, no matter how accomplished you are, you know? And it takes a lot of bravery and courage and not having a, 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 a big uh, F-U-C-K meter, you know, give an F-U-C-K meter to really do that. And that's counterculture. It's really counterculture. So um, I just wanna you know, empathize with everyone who's, who struggles with this. But the first point that I made is that this is bigger than you. It's not your fault. There's a larger force at play and it is being perpetuated by large corporations. And I'm not saying they're bad guys, okay? I don't know kinda, you know, their own values and morals around this as well. I'd like to think they're good people, right? Behind these businesses are good people, but maybe not very conscious, you know, about the messaging and about kind of um, the, the 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 impact of the message that they're trying to convey, right? So um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight, with wanting to lose, you know, a few pounds or a lot, if it's for health reasons, but it becomes a slippery slope, right? If you are not aware enough and you're doing it, not just for health reasons, but because your identity is organized around it, you you know, you have these false and limiting beliefs um, that if you don't lose the weight, you're never gonna get A, B, C, D, or E. Right, or that until you lose the weight, you gotta put your life on hold. I mean, those these are some of the ways that it manifests for people uh, that I support, and that's part of the reason I'm mad too, because it's so hard for people to really let some of these limiting and false beliefs go, and it just breaks my heart because some of the people I support are the most beautiful people, you know. I know, and it just breaks my heart that they don't see that and can't see that. Solely because of their weight. Like, if you don't have the right look and you don't have the right weight, it negates everything else about you. That's how toxic this can be, you know? So, what I'm about to say, it may not land or resonate with a lot of, a lot of you or a lot of people because it just goes to show how, you know, kind of complex and how much this part of ourselves can really take over and drive the bus of our lives, so to speak. So I I think a lot of people can conceptualize or intellectualize the statement that numbers don't define you, right? That your weight is not your worth. That, you know, you can still be lovable um, and beautiful regardless of what size or weight you are, right? Like, I think our wise selves can knows that and recognizes that but it's a part of us that has a hard time really getting on board with that so in therapy what we do is we really focus on that part that's having all the false limiting um distorted beliefs and you know kind of really trying to understand what the origins are of those beliefs and some trauma maybe around that if you were fat shamed if you received a lot of hurtful messages around your look or your weight which i certainly did growing up um, I had a kind of a bigger behind and I got teased so much from that. And I was really like embarrassed, you know, of my butt, right? And um, it's just like, I mean, I'm over it now. I, I love my butt, but <laughs> sorry, if TMI, but you know what I mean? Like it just, it just goes to show you like how these microaggressions and, you know, and some of them are not even micro, some of them are major aggressions and how the cumulative effects of that can be really, really hard to undo. But some of the people I support don't have those kinds of traumas per se or microaggressions. And it's really coming from the internalization of the diet culture, right? And really having a hard time believing that um, that that I could be lovable even though I might be overweight based on society's standards, you know? Um, so numbers don't define you. Your weight is not your worth and you can still be loved and celebrated despite your, your size or type or, you know, um, level of attractiveness, right? What does that even mean anyway? Because again, that's also subjective and that's a whole new other conversation. So I think the way you can move through this. If you're really having a hard time uh, believing those things that I just said, the statements I just said is, start to connect with the things, the mechanical things your body does for you, okay? Stay out of the physical for now, for, for a part of the day, and set some time to really just connect with the mechanics of your body and what it does for you okay i think that's part of the problem is we look at our bodies just on the outside and we're not connected to the beautiful mechanical functions that it provides for us every day every day it allows you to be here right now listening to this right it allows you to enjoy you know, certain activities, it allows you to be with people you love, it allows you to sleep, you know, um, maybe not as much as you'd like, right? But it, it allows you to, to live, to still be alive, right? So I want to invite you guys to just start with your head and work your way all the way down to your feet, you know, where you just make contact with your hair, your scalp, Notice the brain in there, right? Show some appreciation for that. Your eyes, the fact that you can see, most of us can see, right? Some people might not. Um, Your nose, the fact that you can breathe, your mouth, your teeth, really just take the time to look at your body in detail. You know, your ears, your jaw, Your neck, your chest, even the things you don't like about your body. Just appreciate it from the inside, okay? Forget about the outside for now. Just the fact that there's some kind of synchronicity happening in there that allows you to still be alive. And even if you're sick or you're not feeling well or parts of your body are really maybe disabled or hurting. If you could just separate from that right now, okay? And just focus on the parts of your body internally and externally, if it's not triggering, that you can appreciate. That you can appreciate. Touch that part of your body, okay? Parts of your body that you can acknowledge with respect, And kindness I think that's where we need to start because if we all get stuck in the physical then it's gonna be harder to really cultivate body like not even saying body love right that's such a far-fetched concept for some people you know just start with body like liking parts of your body you don't have to like all of it right now but liking parts of your body right respecting what it's doing for you you know appreciating that it gets up every day and does what it needs to do and it pushes through even in your darkest toughest times without your body you there would be no you you know so our body is the vehicle in which we get to live our lives our body is the vehicle in which to, we get to live our lives and if it wasn't for all of this messaging you wouldn't have these kinds of notions about your body or your body shape and your body size okay there's also a lot of cultural aspects to this as well you know in american culture thinness seems to be still the the number one you know ideal But in some cultures, it's being curvy. And so thin women end up feeling devalued in some of those cultures, right? If you have smaller breasts and so forth. So it's just happening all the time, everywhere, even as we speak. Um, And I think it's time that we start pushing back and taking charge of our own bodies and not allowing other people to define it for us anymore. This is where I was getting really pissed to be honest it's like wow the violence against women you know this is a different form of violence but it really is another perpetration of violence towards us because now we're constantly being made to hate our bodies you know and so if you've listened to me long enough you know I'm also always about Taking personal responsibility and focusing on the things we can control, right? So, societal systemic change is part of the problem, you know, and we may not be able to fully change this weight stigma, fat shaming culture in our lifetime. Doesn't mean it's not worth being part of that uh, movement, but, you know, if you don't, if we can't ever really change that, we still have power and choice. And it starts with. The body mindfulness practice looking beneath the physic- the physical aspects of our body and really starting to cultivate a practice of appreciating what's happening inside you know I practiced this myself like after giving birth, I couldn't get my stomach back the way it used to be, right, and for a while there I was you know having issues with that, like, oh, wishing this, wishing that, you know. But you know, now I can, I can look at it with all of its imperfections, right? And I can touch it and hold it and say, I love you. Thank you for allowing me to give birth. Thank you for giving me the gift of motherhood. Thank you for allowing me to deliver, you know, a healthy, beautiful child. Like if you, and it shifts, it shifts everything when you start to really make a connection with the sacredness of your body and how beautiful some of these processes really are. And I hope that you can experience that, you know, slowly but surely. And naming, naming the things you appreciate about your body, writing it down. Um, do a journal and start just writing down every night for 30 days things you like about your body. It doesn't mean the things you don't like are, 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 are just going to go away. We're just shifting the attention away from that so that the attention is more balanced, right? Because what we focus on is what gets bigger in our lives. And so if we're focusing on this and then you look at the TV and the magazines and the radio and whatever else, and there's all this focus on us, right? Society is also pretty much obsessed with how women should look, a woman should look. So they're obsessing over there and we're obsessing over here. And so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You know? And so we have power and choice around it we can disconnect from that we can disengage from that once we're aware enough and start doing our own work in loving and liking and respecting our body a little more and hopefully you will start to shift as time goes by into more body celebration and body acceptance okay instead of working on your abs or whatever else you think you need to work on, we really need to be working on our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, you know? There's health at every size. Some of you may have already heard that. It's uh, really um, a program and a concept that was developed by Dr. Linda Bacon. She's big in the eating disorder field, uh, very kind of great big thinker, um, really trying to disrupt the diet culture and so forth. So if you want to look her up, Linda Bacon, B-A-C-O-N. Isn't that ironic? That's her last name. <laughs> um, Dr. Linda Bacon and uh, health at every size. Uh, there's a group, there's a book, there's all sorts of things around health at every size. So basically, the idea is that you can be healthy at every size. You know, that, it is, that is the big kind of fallacy, is that just because you're overweight, right, doesn't necessarily translate to health problems. You know, I know people who are considered overweight, medically speaking, but they are healthy. There is nothing wrong with them medically. Um, they're active. They're doing things, moving their bodies. You know, it can happen right of course it alarms the medical community and people when you're overweight because it does put you at risk for certain things um but it's that's not always the case and i think the medical community can definitely improve in their in the way that they talk about this with people and just being more sensitive about it and just being more kind of educational about it too and not just you know perpetuating the message that being overweight, being fat, so to speak, is always a bad thing, that's not true. So you gotta self-evaluate, you gotta look at your own kind of um, medical data and look at, yeah, where can I improve? And where should I not be worried about it, right? And do I need to even be working on, on anything if I'm healthy and I'm, you know, outside of like really trying to have a balanced diet exercise um having a healthy mindset if you're doing all those things and there's nothing medically wrong with you really there is no problem then right the problem then becomes mindset and mental health and the way you're perceiving yourself you know um and even if you were say you had diabetes or whatever health issues Really, you know, it's not about shaming yourself, right? The shame doesn't help you make better choices. It's the self-like and self-respect that's going to make you make better choices. That is actually long-lasting. You know, fear is not, fear is a powerful motivator, but it's not the best motivator, right? If if you could motivate yourself out of self-like and self-respect, that tends to be more sustaining um so instead of working on on all these physical things let's work on our hearts our minds our spirits you know instead of constantly dieting and evaluating your weight your size over exercising let's work on celebrating our bodies let's work on grieving parts of our bodies that have changed or that are never going to be the same right Let's work on having healthy, realistic expectations of our bodies. Let's work on releasing the distortions and let's stand up against this very toxic, dangerous, destructive diet culture, you know? And we can do that in big and small ways. We can do that when in the way that we talk to pe- to kids, to your children, to your grandchildren, to your nieces and nephews about size and weight. You know, about how we talk to people we care about about food, how we talk to ourselves about food. There's no bad or good foods. That's another human-made construct, right? Chocolate isn't bad. You know, vegetables isn't good. It's food. Food is food. It's really about balance, balance, balance and exercise, balance and food choices, fat, balance and food intake, balance and food, you know, portions. And I I don't mean to oversimplify this because I can already hear some of the people I support who have um, binge eating issues and overeating that you know, Cecile, I can't balance. Look, I get that, I get that. I'm saying that would be the goal for for most of us is to get to that place, you know, where you could be more balanced about your views, you know, about yourself, not just the food, beyond that. it's It's about the relationship you have with yourself. I hope I'm making sense here, okay? So your weight really is not your worth. I'm going to go back to that. Your your weight is not your worth. But yet so much of our identity and our self-worth is definitely tied to that. Right? But again, you know, it's not your fault. And you have power and choice. Okay? Health. Health. There can be health at every size. And... If you're listening to this, there's a reason you're listening to this, right? That means there's a part of you that's struggling. Help that part of you, support that part of you by celebrating that part and reminding that part what is good, what is great, what is beautiful, what is, you know, how can you be grateful for your body, right? Um, start looking at the kind of messages you got from your family from mom dad teachers you know community friends um obviously society right and start really being concrete about identifying that and then look at you know if there were any types of big traumas around it right a lot of times with sexual trauma comes body image stuff right because that's the crime scene you know the body was that where it all occurred and so it makes sense that you then have end up having a lot of issues with your body so if that's the case please seek out therapy you know there's things we can do to help um you with that the healing process okay um you know look at like the self-talk and if you can catch yourself, see if you can redirect that, right? See if you can be like, instead of saying, oh my God, I'm so fat, oh my God, I'm so ugly, oh my God, I'm getting old, oh my God, whatever it is, right? If you can recognize that, pause. And don't let those thoughts just hang out there unchallenged. Circle back and say something positive and accurate instead, okay? So, you know, example if you are like oh my god I'm so old right or I'm so ugly you could go back and go all right no you're not you are beautiful you may not just appreciate that right now but here's some of the things I like about you here are some of the things I appreciate about you right just just do it even if it's just small even if it's like you know what I can't say I'm beautiful because I don't think that fine Just start with something internal, okay? Start with something that you appreciate about what your body did for you that day, okay? I really, really, really encourage you to to do that, everyone. Go beyond the physical and go internal and start really having a more connective relationship with your body. A lot of times with dieting and exercise and eating disorders, that is all rooted in disconnection, right? That's why your hunger cues are off. That's why, you know, you're over exercising, even when you're tired, you're not connecting to your body. You're not, you're not attuned to what it really needs. So, those are some of the practical tips, um, that I wanted to share. And remember that every body is different. Okay. We all have different genetic and cultural traits. It's not a one size fits all, that's a big lie. Um, Treat your body with respect, get some rest, move your body in mindful ways, in loving ways, you know, feed it with healthy foods. Um, Don't beat yourself up if you're not eating, um, you know, super healthy, meaning the rigidity, right? It's the rigidity that gets us in trouble and really starting to have a connection with your body from the inside out Um, and pushing back, pushing back on the diet culture. So your weight is not your worth. You are more than the shell that your body is, is, you know, of your body, right? You are more than that. Your worth is your character and your values and what you bring to the table. You know, that's what your true worth is. And if we really want to, I don't know, show up as love and light, we have to be able to do that for ourselves. And it starts with us, you know, uh, by us, I mean us ladies helping each other out and really breaking down these um, destructive thoughts and uh, expectations. You know, when I hear one of my girlfriends say, Oh my god, I'm this, I'm that, I, I mean, I acknowledge her, but I also like make sure I tell her how beautiful she is and just I, I I do my part to try to nip it in the bud and not perpetuate it. Because that's part of the problem, right? If it goes in challenge, we're we're colluding. We're we're contributing to the message. And, you know, it's just not okay really the more conscious we become the more we realize that it's not okay you know enough is enough right so much so many people have suffered because of this problem um and continue to you know and it's really again an issue that i i think can be resolved or at least improved Um, If we work together and if we commit to the work we need to do to attend to our own um, pain around our bodies and to, to attend to our own distortions around our bodies. So that's really all I want to say about this. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this was helpful and informational and inspires you to start having a different relationship, a healthier relationship with your body okay, and to really start, you know, rebelling against this astounding diet culture that follows us everywhere we go, every, at every stage of life. And even at our later stages in life, you know, women can still be very, very um, hurt by all the weight stigma. So you guys, take care be well, be gentle, get mental, because we all have issues.
0: Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental. Or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons.